0: Hi, I'm Chelsea Delaney. I am a leader in user experience and service design. And I think tomorrow will be uh, interesting.
1: Welcome everybody to the Live From Tomorrow podcast. Each week, we weave together guest interviews with comedic segments to bring tomorrow vividly to life offering a bold, humorous perspective on what's next across business, technology, politics, and entertainment. And uh, before we get started with today's episode, I'd like to do a little ad read here, tell you about a new podcast that takes you behind the scenes of one of the most exciting industries around, Human Resources. Yes, I know you weren't quite expecting me to say that, but it's- Hey,
2: Matt, you're doing great, but maybe try landing that line a little harder. Human Resources is the punchline, so it should probably be more like- One of the most exciting industries around, human resources. (laughs) Now, I know you weren't expecting me to say that.
1: Okay, yep, you got it, Sally. I'm sorry, honey. I'm usually pretty good at ad reads. Plus, I'm a little nervous. It's your show that I'm advertising. No, no,
2: no, you have no reason to be nervous. If it weren't for you doing your show, I never would have even considered starting a podcast to promote my business. But just a quick note. Okay, try to be easygoing. Like, we want the listener to know that we know human resources is not the most exciting industry, okay?
1: Easygoing. I got you. I'd like to do a little ad read here, maybe, if I feel like it. Hey, I'm easygoing. Okay, but
2: you don't have to be so literal. Maybe try that again. It's, it's self-deprecating, really, the
1: punchline, like, womp, womp. Okay, right, understood. Tell you about a new podcast that takes you behind the scenes of one of the most exciting industries around, Human resources. Mm-hmm. Womp womp. Hey, I don't really mean that. No,
2: you don't have to say that part. It's it's in the tone, you know?
1: Sure, tone, yeah.
2: Like, you know that this isn't the most exciting industry. You and the listener are in on a little secret. It's our job to convince them that my upcoming podcast will make HR interesting.
1: We have a secret. Got it. It takes you behind the scenes of one of the most exciting industries around. Shh. Human resources.
2: No, Matt. Less secretive, I guess, and more curious. Like... Oh, human resources, really?
1: Curious, yep. Behind the scenes of one of the most exciting industries around, human resources.
2: No, there's not a question there. Oh,
1: not there, so human resources?
2: Uh, That's not where you emphasize.
1: Human resources? Let's just skip ahead to the next line. Cool, Uh, now I know you weren't expecting me to say that, but this is one show you are definitely not going to want to miss. Her Her, or is the brand new podcast that helps guide millennial women in business. Okay, I'm gonna stop you there. Her HR is what the show's called. Yeah, I wasn't sure how to read that. This is one show you are definitely not going to want to miss. Her HR is the brand new podcast. Maybe
2: you're placing too much emphasis on not. Let's lose that.
1: Copy that. This is one show you are definitely going to want to miss. No, Matt, we don't want to tell people to miss the show. Sorry. Her Her Er is... Still not how it's pronounced. The brand new podcast that helps guide millennial women in business through the many transformations faced by industry after industry. Are you a woman who... More commanding there? Like a call to action. Like you're calling them up. Yep. Hi, it's Matt Hooper calling. Are you a woman who... What are you doing? You said call them up. I mean, like, to the plate. Are you a woman who... Got it. Come here. Are you a woman who... Less aggressive in that call. Definitely. Hi, how are you? Uh Uh-huh. No, I'm just checking in to see if you're a woman. Oh, we've
2: established that's the wrong kind of call, Matt.
1: I'm just checking in to see if you're a man.
2: Let's try it from before industry.
1: But the line is after industry. I
2: meant from before that line, but you know what?
1: Let's just skip ahead. You got it. Are you a woman... Remember,
2: a call to action. You're addressing thousands of listeners.
1: Are you a woman?
2: What? Uh, Okay, we're running out of time. Let's speed this up like one time. What's that mean? Faster. What's that mean? Faster. What does that mean? means faster, Matt. I...
1: Is that coming from outside?
2: <sighs> okay, well, may as well take a break.
1: You sure? I mean, yeah, no, now I'm definitely just sort of spiraling. I'm spiraling out of control.
2: Yeah, I can hear that. Who is that?
1: Well, hello, Sally Skalsky.
2: <laughs> Gary!
3: Gary Ockham, oh my God, what are you doing here? I finished an investor meeting early, figured I'd drive out and see one of my favorite Connecticutian transplants. Oh, hey, Matt.
1: Hey, Gary. But, whoops. Sorry, I almost stepped too close. Six feet away.
3: <laughs> uh, Thanks, but I get tested like every other day, okay? I wouldn't have even traveled without taking a COVID test. Sally's health is hella important to me.
2: <laughs> well, you're lucky. Matt and I have been trying to
3: get tested for weeks up here. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Not morally, sorry, but socioeconomically, given Matt's work, I mean. This
1: car is amazing, Gary. Is it a rental?
3: No, no, it's a day buy. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, it's this new thing my friends and I are doing where we just buy a car, and when we're done with it, we leave it on the side of the highway for a person with needs so any needs or it's a way to give back you know it's a very sharing economy very buzzword goes here but hey sally damn this is the first time i've talked to you as a newlywed congrats i saw photos it looked like a small lovely small and inexpensive ceremony <laughs> thanks gary
2: it was nice yeah just our families really so mm,
3: yeah that makes sense i mean not marry matt right that doesn't make any sense but socioeconomically, i mean given matt's work i mean But, oh, I didn't catch that. What were you saying? How am I doing?
2: Oh, uh, nobody asked that.
3: I'm doing great. I had my third exit, so that's fire. I'm working on my next startup now, which... uh, Actually, Sally, old friend, that's why I'm here, you know? I hear tell... you've also hopped aboard the entrepreneur train chugga chugga (laughs)
2: yeah i did as a matter of fact yeah i started this new hr platform it's called skalski solutions lit
3: lit sally i always knew you'd do something amazing with your life choo choo but when i saw you gotten back together with matt i was worried you were just kind of throwing in the towel you know anyway as fate would have it i am looking for a truly disruptive hr provider
2: wow really uh That's great, yeah. I'd love to learn more. Maze,
3: Maze. Here, let me show you guys some of my swag. These are masks with the company logo on them. Very pandemic chic.
2: Occam's
1: razor blade?
3: Yep, I'm finally leaning into my last name. Sally, you're going to love this idea. It's a digital tool that can just edit out anything you don't want to see.
1: Oh, like a filter.
3: Way more precise than that. Occam's Razor means the simplest explanation is most likely the right explanation, right? So why not allow users to cut away the details they don't want to engage with? It enables you to create the world as you'd like to experience it. It keeps things simple. And we've already figured out Facebook integration. Gary,
2: I think people can already choose their own reality, especially on Facebook. This is dangerous.
1: Yeah, man. Occam's Razor Blade opens the door to a lot of misinformation. We might all end up becoming like one endless targeted ad on social media. And we all know how bad I am at reading ads.
3: Uh, I'm sorry, is that an in-joke? Because I'm not here to be left out of something, okay? We're not in college anymore, Matt.
2: Well, we don't want to keep you, Gary, but yeah, I'd love to set up some time to talk further.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I guess I'll head back into the city then. Sally, let's hook up. I mean, not hook, let's link up later. Uh, You know, virtual whiteboard sesh for a collab. Sounds great. Yeah, it is a big idea, isn't it? Occam's razor blade. Slice, slice. <laughs> now I'm looking at a world where I'm married and living out in the berms, you know? I, you know what now? No, I'm just saying I can make a new reality. But it'll be fun down in New York, chilling at the Ludlow. Models and bottles.
2: Oh, so you were still doing models and bottles in the pandemic?
3: Uh, what pandemic? Slice, slice. <laughs> I'm just, I'm kidding. Anyways, I'll,
1: I'll be seeing you. <sighs> just think, he's only going to drive that car a few miles before leaving it on the side of the road.
2: I don't like what he's building. I mean, he certainly would be my biggest client to date, but... But what? Choose your own reality. Always opt for the simplest explanation. It's like he said, he's opening the door to a lot of misinformation. We are entering a new and terrifying world.
1: If you spend time online, so if you're a human being, then you're spending time receiving and defending against an awful lot of misinformation, which is powered by an endless, deeply inhuman set of algorithms, and which hold our attention for good and, actually, mostly for ill, and which may very well be tearing democracies apart all over the world. It's scary, strange stuff, particularly when you consider that it wasn't so long ago we used social networks to speak with our high school friends and post animal videos. But we are not now, nor have we ever been in control of the content we consume in stream after stream online. Can we wrestle control of our online lives back from the CEOs like Gary who profit from misinformation? And is Occam's razor a thing? To try and answer these questions, I did what we always do in this part of the show. I reached out to an expert. Well, welcome everybody to uh, today's interview with UX and service design leader, Chelsea Delaney. Chelsea, thank you so much for being with us today.
0: It is a pleasure to be here, Matt. Thank you for having me.
1: Um maybe i'll i'll choose to believe that maybe i don't know we, we don't have to lie to each other this that,
0: that's fair it's fine i you know i'm happy to be here sort of it's it's fine
1: um, but you are one of the most brilliant thinkers on the rise of online misinformation as well as how to combat it that i have yet come across so in your years of designing at what point did you realize oh my gosh uh, online misinformation is real. It's here to stay. And it's our job to fight back. Like, like when did it go from the quiet, creepy corners of the internet to a major international problem?
0: Yeah. I mean, that is a, that is a big, big question. Um, and unfortunately there's no clear cut answer, but, um, I, I really started looking into it when I started my career kind of, um, because, I've always been involved in the sexual and reproductive health space. And in that space, especially in America, starting probably around, I mean, forever, but really um, doubled down in the 1980s, people who were anti-progressives started coming up with terminology and other sorts of words and false information to mislead people, which is actually disinformation. I ended up working for Planned Parenthood as the director of UX. And with that job, I really found a lot of projects where misinformation was something that, um, it wasn't just a matter of putting information out there and trying to educate people. Um, The first step was trying to untangle some other understanding of that information first.
1: One of the things I worry about sometimes in my own naivete is uh, letting myself think it wasn't always this way. Again, I say naively because I, 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 it had to have always been this way and it's just that much worse online. Is that real? Like, do I have a false nostalgia for my elementary school years in the 1990s when the internet was still <laughs> dial up and like a little bit GeoCity and, uh, and not yet a place where everyone went to go yell at each other? <laughs>
0: Uh, that nostalgia is something that I I too relish in often um, I think it is real um, there is a study that came out in 2018 um, that actually said that echo chambers online are a myth and the problem with this study although it, it you know its findings were were true it you know it had great, you know, it was done by someone at Oxford University. Um, but the challenge with it is that they only studied 2,000 adults in the UK. Seeing how misinformation and disinformation is so affected by culture, um, specifically when we went to Latin America, we saw different kinds of myths than we when we went to Nigeria. And one of my favorite tools and resources for this kind of um for this kind of stuff is called the debunking handbook. Um, And it often says um, it's not just what people think that matters, but how they think. And so it's really a matter of how all these different variables affect your consciousness and what you're, what you're bringing to the equation when you're coming to a website or when you're consuming something online.
1: What what about, because you've traveled extensively and seen this in other pockets of the world. What about this, wave of conspiracy theories that are that are largely happening on the american right make them american
0: yeah it's it's a really interesting question i'm sure there is you know i i don't know the the real answer and i'm sure there's someone an expert out there who does i would venture to say that our culture is not no longer celebrating education um and inclusivity as much as it used to, even though at the same time it never actually had those actions in the first place. Um, so I guess I guess the, the the problem is that America is sort of just built on this sort of broken system. But I was thinking about this earlier too, in terms of you know that study that I mentioned, because with the twenty sixteen election and Cambridge Analytica, um, the two issues that really caused Americans to become polarized online were abortion and guns. And these are two things that in the UK are not, they are, they are not British issues. Um, you know, abortion is legal in the UK. It's pretty accessible. Um, guns are banned in the UK. Nobody has them. All, all of the, the violence that is a natural part of our society, I feel like makes something very American.
1: Um, to, to that end, what is Occam's razor? Is that a huge part of the misinformation consumption problem
0: it is it is a huge piece that underlies what makes conspiracy theories so successful is because conspiracy theories can give you one soundbite about why they exist or what is the alternate that actually happened um, and, you know, for a lot of these things, you can't explain it in a sentence. You can't explain 9-11 in a sentence. You can't explain COVID in a sentence. But, but yes, Occam's Razor simplest solution is most likely the easiest solution or most likely the right solution. And interestingly, that's something that we do and use and design a lot, because you don't want to design a system that's overly complex. You want to design something that is easy to use, that is intuitive. People understand it quickly. But unfortunately, incorrect information will always be more simple to explain than correct information. That's just, yeah, that's the battle that we fight every day.
1: Ten years ago, I was graduating university and extremely excited about a digital future. I know that I and many of my peers feel differently not necessarily about entrepreneurship not at all about innovation but about the world that if we didn't build then certainly helped to propagate the building of how has your own journey been as a designer over the same the same the same uh, time frame the same decade
0: yeah that's that's a really interesting question i It's crazy because I I feel like, you know, when I first joined social media, all those networks, I was using them all the time. Um, Now I have a Twitter account and a Facebook account, either of which I use. I feel like I was so vocal on these channels about the injustices in the world. And now that I don't trust these channels, because I feel like they're part of the injustices that are happening in the world, you know, our system is broken, right? So we need to just build a new one. I want to build new systems. That is my goal. I want to find a way of working in a capitalist society that doesn't mean the CEO gets paid a million dollars and the person who's lowest in the company gets paid $20. Like, I really believe that the next wave is looking at how we can use our digital and technical skills to build that new system and get rid of this old one. Um, And I hope that more people in Silicon Valley and more of these kind of larger known tech companies, I honestly kind of hope they fizzle out. Um, There has to be a better way uh, for us to communicate online and it, it can't be run by these people who don't have our best interests in mind.
1: What's so inspiring about the work Chelsea's doing is that she is using the very same tools that have worked time and again to successfully create misinformation to fight it. Simple design and easy-to-navigate interfaces can absolutely convey as much truth as they can lies. It's up to us to distinguish between the two. I do worry, however, what might happen if this world of misinformation leaves the realm of our devices, like... Will misleading, micro-targeted advertisements known to befoul damn near all of us hold sway in our real lives? In 2022, let's say, what will an ad even look like? They're already so personalized, and there is no longer any expectation that they will be honest. What will life look like just two years from now? Wow, Sally, this building is incredible.
2: Yeah, Gary's done well for himself.
1: I'll say. Remind me, why didn't you take that job working for him
2: again? I knew you were going to ask that. Really? Have I become that predictable? predictable? Yes, but it's okay. It comes with the
1: territory. Well, why didn't you?
2: Because all that Occam's razor crap cuts out all the nuance. nuance.
1: (laughs) Ha! See? It works both ways. When you're with someone long enough, you know their rhythms. You know damn near everything about them.
2: And you know what they're afraid of. Seriously, honey, have you been reading about these people who download advertising operating systems directly into their brains? It's horrifying. Everybody's just living in their own reality. First, it was what information they consume, and now, if they're becoming ads...
1: It's what information they're selling. 2022 is a strange year. Sally!
3: You came.
2: Hey, Gary. Oh,
3: it is so lit to see you. I mean, this really slaps.
2: Thank you for having us over.
3: Of course, of course. Come in, come in. Ah, and hey, Matt, do you know how you have a really awesome and incredible wife who's way out of your league and it makes me die a little inside, but I'm working like hell to sublimate that anger? Yep. Yep. Wait, what? Well, allow me to introduce you two to my better half, Roberta May. Ugh, there she is. Oh,
4: lovely to meet you, Sally and Matt. I am excited for dinner with friends tonight. Gary tells me all about these friends. Users like Gary, who like these friends, might also like other middle class, college educated, millennials. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh... Yes, those are
3: categories we'd fall into, I guess. Oh, Roberta May is always doing that. She's always categorizing, you know. Anyway, come to the living room. Let's let's have a seat.
2: So, uh, how did you two meet?
3: Oh, that's a funny story, actually. I was looking through Facebook one night, you know, and I saw this really great ad. It's the same old story. I saw a really great ad for Golf Supplies website.
4: Come on down to Golf World America rock and roll. Whether you're seeking iron, wood, or putter, you will never need another.
3: <laughs> oh, God.
4: Normal, yeah.
3: <laughs> Brings me right back, you know. And when I clicked on it, you know, and I started browsing the site.
4: Oh, no, not just browsing, making purchases. Amex black card last four digits, ending 5583.
3: That's true. She got me i you know but i I saw her beautiful face you know right on the right hand side of my screen just looking at me and i don't know she learned about me
4: oh everything i needed to know my love Uh, the guys
1: that's so sweet that is a sweet story
4: is it uh
1: matt can i talk to you so gary i see you're growing your own oats over there in the corner i didn't know you had a green thumb no no i don't anymore it was actually removed yeah jaundice oh (laughs) you mean the
3: yes 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 well We kind of just got into the gardening thing when we moved in, you know? I bought this place with the money from our Series A funding for Occam's Razorblade, and yeah, we were searching for a while, you know. Yes!
4: You entered search query, three-bedroom apartment in Vest Village, on Monday night, December 6th at 10.44 p.m. People who searched for three-bedroom apartment in Vest Village also searched for good schools in zip code 10014. Hey! Are you looking for great brunch option on budget? Try the yummy spoon on the corners of Christopher Streets and Bleecker Streets.
3: A font of information this one, huh? Uh,
4: have uh, Have you guys been following this whole becoming an ad
2: phenomenon? Are you
3: kidding? <laughs> we have not. No, I just Occam's razor bladed it out. You know, slice, slice. The simpler explanation is always the right one, Sally.
2: So you don't think that people are downloading operating systems directly into their friggin' brains that allow them to sell crap with perfect precision to anyone they're talking to? I'm
3: not saying I don't think that's happening, Sally. I'm saying who cares if it is, you know? Besides, maybe these cyborg ad people will make it a little more money that way keep a percentage of the sale you know
1: i I admire the hustle it's still a little odd though isn't it gary i mean people becoming ads
3: yeah but what isn't odd anymore you know it's like yes facebook has superseded the united states and power prestige and military might and yeah yeah that means that all of our realities have bled into the digital sphere without any hope of breaking three and sure i mean there's only one dakota now after north dakota didn't get enough likes and Well, I suppose we're living in a fractured democracy nestled within a dictatorship run by Mark Zuckerberg, but like... Uh, How does this affect me,
2: right? Gary, it affects all of us. We're now living in a society so compromised by misinformation that we literally don't know if we're talking to people or ads. I would say that's a problem.
3: (laughs) There she is. There's the Sally Skalski I almost hired to handle my company's HR. (laughs) What'd I tell you, honey? She's a firecracker, huh?
4: Oh, looking to buy firecrackers for 4th of July festivities? Then come on down to Leap and Lady's Fire World. Exit 16 north off I-95 by Norwalk Aquarium.
3: Wow, that is helpful. Thank you, Roberta May. Thank you. Uh, before we get settled in here,
4: Gary, where's your restroom?
3: Oh, down the hall past the oats.
4: Are you experiencing gas or bloating? Try Gas-X. It contains number one doctor-recommended ingredients for gas relief.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay, thank you, Roberta May. That's... that's gross.
1: So, Roberta May, where are you from? Whoa, that's a little personal, man. It... Really?
4: It, it's it is okay, my shmoopies.
3: Well, I sure hope so. You know, I get a little protective because you're my Shmoopies.
4: Oh no, I believe I own the shmoopies and you're the shmoopies. Oh,
3: no, you stop. I'm the no, shmoopies. No,
1: maybe both shmoopies? We're
3: Maybe both shmoopies, it's true.
1: No, stop mimicking me. <laughs> that was really unsettling.
3: <laughs> you know, Matt, I- I've seen the way you and Sally have been simpatico for years, you know? And while I never understood what she saw in you, I finally get why it's important to do
1: everything together. Well, we don't do everything together.
2: Matt, can you come in here, please?
1: To the to the bathroom? Honey, are you sure, sure I... That I
2: need to come in there right now? Yes, I knew you were going to say that, and I'm positive.
1: Okay, well... <clears throat> If you'll excuse me for a moment, I'm going to check on my wife's experience. My No, you're my schmoopy. Matt! Whoa! Sally, I-, I thought you were in the bathroom. Shh!
2: Matt, can't you see what's happening? Roberta May is an advertisement. She's What? what? Gary's too blinded by his own invention to see it. She lured Gary in with that golf store ad, and then who knows? She probably took his credit card information, that poor sap.
1: Gary's th- quite rich, Sally. Sally.
2: Ah, I knew you were gonna make that joke. But think about it. She studies her targets carefully, much like any ad, using tastecrafts, geolocation, and Gary is too blinded by the sprawl of social media garbage to even know what's happening to him.
1: This is bad. Okay, well, I already know the answer, but are you thinking what I'm thinking? The, the old, old soap, soap trick. trick. Oh, you guys, I am so sorry. The soap in the bathroom? What was in it? What? What? Is everything okay? The soap. Sally's having an allergic... Uh... Reaction. <laughs> <coughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, that's the soap cough. And, and Sally, isn't the soap cough a rare disease known only to run in your family? Which means that you can't search for it online even if you try to after your dinner guests left? That's an accurate
2: statement, Matt. I'm sorry, guys. Scary, Roberta May. thank you so much for having us over, but
1: we need to leave. Leave. Get going. Split. We are so sorry. No,
4: stop.
3: Stop. 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 What, what's going on, Shmoopy?
4: They are faking this soap cough. What? Faking? Don't
1: be ridiculous. Does that sound like a fake cough? Hee-haw. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, maybe that one, but not the other ones.
4: No, you are uh, finishing each other's sentences. You are conspiring in corners. You are connected in strange, almost artificial way. Oh, no, that's just because we've
1: been together for so long.
4: Yeah, we know
2: all of each other's rhythms. We're not conspiring. <laughs> okay, we're just boring.
4: No, no, no. I think you are pretending. I think you are an advertisement.
1: What? Me? This? Me? Me? Are you kidding? This guy? You think? Okay,
2: you know what, Roberta May, you'd better watch it. Because some people might start saying something about some ads that they don't want to hear for fear of hurting people that they love. Do you understand
4: what I'm trying to say?
3: No. No, that was genuinely hard to follow. Even
1: I got lost there, baby.
4: No, think about it. You come over to our house even though you do not speak to the Gary's in two years after you reject his offer to work with you. Well, no, that's... No, no, and instead of making small talk, eating canapés, you flee to the bathroom together, planning... uh, Who knows what? Yes, yes, there should have been more small talk. hmm You do not know each other so well because, all oh, you are together so long. No, you know each other because one of you is an ad.
1: Roberta May, if anyone here is an ad, it's you. You're the ad. Well, of course she is, Matt.
2: What? Gary, you, you knew Roberta May was an ad?
3: Oh, Sally, I loved you unrequitedly for so long. And what you and Matt have, the finishing each other's sentences, the easy rapport. Sure, it's boring, but I want boring, you know? So I started dating an ad. She knows me well, knows my habits. Is it organic? Not at all, but who cares, you know? Nothing's organic anymore, except my oats out in the hall. Why didn't you
2: say anything to us?
3: Because I knew you two would judge me the way you always do. Which amazing and handsome Gowie,
4: dating an ad and being so wit. Yuck, that's gross. You know how you talk. Our love may be designed by algorithm, Sally, but it is satisfying.
3: That is an understatement. Sally, I mean, since Roberta May and I got together, business has gone through the roof. I mean, who better to help you advertise than your significant other? An advertisement, you know?
4: Yeah. Yeah, that would be different and knowing each other's rhythms is nice but be honest with yourself sally it can be a little boring too no you may at least get some commercial value out of the relationship repetition
1: hmm she makes good point sally i mean imagine if you had someone else to help do ad reads for your podcast goodness knows i stink at it
2: (laughs) yeah You do stink at ad reads.
4: The OS I've downloaded to my brain works with uh, different bodies, too, if you'd like to try it. Uh, Sally, ask yourself, how much better would your life be if
1: you were with an ad? How much better? My life. Uh, This is getting too weird. Come on, Sally, let's head home. Sally?
2: So, Matt, just remember, Human resources is the punchline, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, great. You got this, babe. Whenever you're ready.
1: Hello. Are you looking to take a peek behind the scenes of one of the most exciting industries around? Then try Hair HR, a number one podcast devoted to all things human resources. How was that, Sally?
2: So good, Matt. Matt, Matt. Great job.
1: Uh, hopefully, our future will not involve human beings becoming walking, talking advertisements. Or, at least if they did, folks would be more than apathetic about it. And that's perhaps the greatest tragedy of all this misinformation. That as we drown under wave after wave of falsehood and misdirection, we are discouraged from ever finding the truth. Because what's the point? Well, as most of you know by now, I'm an optimist. There is no guarantee that we're doomed anymore that there's any guarantee that we're going to be rid of misinformation once and for all. Tomorrow has yet to be decided. Anything is still possible. Chelsea Delaney, what are two tips you might have for our listeners for tomorrow?
0: I think if you want to save a friend, someone who you feel like has been brainwashed by ideas that are inaccurate or incorrect um, the best way to do it is to sit down with them six feet apart wearing a mask and have a conversation with them about it the other tip i would give to everyone is to make sure that you know this is very important even if you see that something is inaccurate Don't share it even if you're saying, this thing is so inaccurate, lol, ha ha ha. Um, Research and literature shows that the best way to kill misinformation is to not share it at all, even if you're sharing it ironically, even if you're um, just being like, how ridiculous is this, and how can these people do this? Unfortunately, the best way to get rid of it is to shut it down.
1: Well, that's our show, folks. I want to say thank you to our guest, Chelsea Delaney, to our cast, Max Azuray, Kelly Quinn, and Anne Veal, our incredible composer, Ben Easton. I am your writer and host, Matt Hooper, and I want to say thank you to all of you for listening. We'll catch you next week, right here on Live from Tomorrow. Though it'd be cooler if we really did come right back tomorrow, wouldn't it? I, I, I know, I know, we've really, we really got to get on that.